ED. Oh. Who needs a playbook, huh? Like, how important is a playbook, right? I mean, you, we don't have a playbook. We just come on here and, and just make greatness week after week. I mean, Michael Vick said once that he didn't look at his, right? <laughs> Jamarcus Russell never watched the film. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what, Vic? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't you don't you put that out there. Jamarcus Russell was the one. It was like the like playbook, like stinking playbook. Nobody needs a playbook. Football ain't that hard. <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, if you were listening last week, you heard my man ED call his shot. And man, was it correct sending uh, shockwaves throughout the entire yay area, throughout the entire NFL. Um, Jimmy G is back. Uh, so we'll get into that, of course, here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. As always, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead, hit that like or follow button. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. I get that right? That's me. That's well, me. All right. You got it. it. So, ED, um, here we are. Rosters Mm -hmm. have been solidified. Uh, You know, past cut down day, you're you're about to enter game week preparation if you're the 49ers. Yes. Uh, But we talked about it, you know, prior to going off on our last episode. There were going to be some very important deadlines here that uh, the Niners were going to come across if, you know, in handling this Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo situation. And so um, didn't even really get there, to, to be perfectly honest. Um, no. They just were able to figure it out. And so Jimmy comes back on a lesser deal, uh, took a little bit of a haircut, but it's fully guaranteed. And the thing that got me was the, the no trade clause. I found that profoundly mm-hmm. interesting that uh, that they're keeping him without with, with, with the no trade clause. Um, so you look at that quarterback room. They ended up keeping Mr. Irrelevant and, and Brock Purdy. Um, and, think, and, yeah. and and so you you Kyle basically, you know, going with three for for all intents and purposes. But no, 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 no. He's going with two. So that, that <laughs> but he, he's on the roster though. Purdy's so we'll, on the roster. We'll look at this, and, and that's what I, I said before, because before we were talking about the other guy that has experience, and but now you keep Purdy. And you know where he was and how he was evaluated. And you keep Purdy. And I'm sorry for stepping on your toes right here so early. But I I said before, we'll see how they feel about Jimmy. Um, And we're going to get into that a little bit more. But obviously, you're looking for Jimmy to be there for the long haul because he's the only other quarterback on the team. Purdy is not going to hit the field. You are not going to put Purdy. You, you, you Purdy is not going to play. You know you cannot go into a game with Purdy playing for you, which means. But he knows the plays. <laughs> which means, which means I know where you're going there, but you, which means you are not going. No, he knows some of the new plays. Jimmy knows all of the old plays, and Jimmy can learn the new plays, and we'll get into that as well. But Purdy is not ready to play in the NFL by any means. And you know you can't win football games with Purdy playing. So you have two quarterbacks on your team. And that's what I was saying. I wanted to see how they really felt about Jimmy being there. 
and and whether they would keep two or three guys. So so um, they kept two. They only have two guys that can play. That's what they did. Well, I mean, let's just let's just get get into it right now. Um, Jimmy's there. Yeah, he was kind of just practicing on the backfields, you know, able to use the weight room. He had a couple of ac- access to a few of the amenities. <laughs> he was rehabbing. He was rehabbing because he's still under contract and he had the key to the building. That's how it worked. Yeah, they let him in. They, and now they, I see they let that. Him in. I'm, I'm shocked with what I heard because, as I said, you know, we we had this discussion and I was like, well, when you when you down put information into the system, everybody gets it. I, I was doing it. I was looking at, I know I was in the meeting. So when you, when you go into the Vizio system and you say, okay, this is the information we want to put into the defensive playbook or the offensive playbook, it goes into all of them. It's not like you go through and say, okay, we're going to give it to number 10. We're going to give it to number 97. We're going to give it to number. No, you like defense, Everyone, it, it it downloads. It's like it's like an upgrade from Apple. Everybody gets it. That's what happens. You wake up in the morning and you've been upgraded, and here's all the new information. Jimmy wasn't getting any of that, which means they didn't give him a playbook at all. Which means that I, that's the one thing I told you on the pod before the pod. The one thing throughout all of this, and for the first time. You know how I've been. Like, it's not that big a deal. Jimmy can be here. It can work out. You know I've been saying that to You've you. have been saying that. And I've been, I've, been, I've been singing a whole different tune. Yeah, but the entire time I've been saying that. For the first time, a comment was made that gave me pause. And it was Kyle saying, I didn't give him a playbook. I didn't think he was going to be here. Kyle, which means I didn't want him to be here. I had moved on. Mm. So John wanted this to happen because if there was any chance of him being here, if Kyle thought he was going to be here, you would give him the playbook, whether he's practicing or not, because you can always say, as I said before, you can say the other guy is in charge now. It's his turn. But you don't give any of the information and you say it publicly. And I do say sometimes they may say some things that they shouldn't say. You know, I've said that as well. Oh, really? I don't don't know if that comment should have been made, but you said, I didn't want him here. Now you can say, I didn't plan on him being here. I didn't all these things, but what I hear, I know coach speak, but what I hear is I didn't want him here. Um, because he was already on the contract, right? So you can't say, well, I assumed he wasn't going to be here and all these type things. Well, wait, hold up, hold up. He's under contract. He can't go anywhere. So if you don't assume that he's going to be here, that means you don't want him here and you plan on getting rid of him. That's what I heard. Like I said, let's get past the coach speak because you can't say, I assume that a guy under contract won't be here. Well, you think Jimmy's going to hold out? So, <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> So that's for the first time. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? And how? So there's there's a little bit of a disconnect there. A little bit. A little bit. And so that one kind of throws me off moving forward on how that's going to play out. But for all the people that are freaking out, like Kyle is so in love with Jimmy 
and how is this going to affect Trey? And the first time Trey has a problem, I keep saying, guys, Trey, Trey is going to play. And if Trey is struggling, thank goodness Jimmy is here because I think Jimmy will be another ear for him to lean on and talk to and get information from and bounce things off of. He's the only quarterback in the building, only other that will have experience. Kyle's never played quarterback in the NFL. Kyle can't tell him what it feels like to be there. And then at, at some point, the coach is going to be like, get it done. But you have Jimmy to lean on. Um, but but Kyle is not going to go to Jimmy because he can't. The clock has started. But more than that, people, Kyle just said, I didn't even want him here. Mm. He said it out loud. Mm. So stop worrying about it. Jimmy is the backup. Kyle told you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that that's the thing, right? And we talked about this on the last pod in the sense that um, Trey, you know, Trey speaking to the media and it, the question is posed, you know, who are you bouncing stuff off of? And and the answer is Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy, because those are only two guys in the quarterback room. So yeah. right there, that signaled trouble, right? Yes. Trouble, trouble. Yes. Uh, Sudfeld's gone. Purdy's still there. Obviously, you can't bounce stuff off of, of, of a rookie. Um, so I, I thought it was very important to have an established vet in that room for uh, Trey. And then, you know, you look at it. I mean, who better than, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo? But so you said something and, and kind of your antennas kind of went up, right? And Kyle basically saying, you know, if you, 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 you sift through the coach speak, Kyle basically saying he didn't want Jimmy here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and That's Jimmy, what I heard. Did, Jimmy didn't have a playbook. Right. And, wow. and for me, <laughs> for which, it, I mean, that's, that's, that's baffling, but that's, that's telling that, I mean, that, that right it, there it is telling nothing, nothing on planet earth signals to you more than a player that they don't want you around. If they don't give you, the tools to actually perform the job because there is not a single player in the NFL that can play football without a call. You can't play. If you ever, if you ever want to know, because guys will say you'll hear it. And when you listen to the NFL stuff, like I didn't get the call, all this stuff, like, no, no, no. All I got to do is watch the film. If I don't see, if I don't see upward palms, and by that, I mean a guy who doesn't get to play, you will see him visibly on the field. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You, you can't play football without a call. There's, there, it's organized chaos, and you got to know where to go. So if you don't give me the playbook, you are truly telling me you don't want me on the field. <laughs> and, and so you said the word right there. I'm going to eliminate the organized part of it, chaos. Um. You said it right there. To me, it was just <laughs> a continuation of how much they butchered this entire situation throughout the duration of this offseason, going all the way back to the farewell Jimmy press conference. And then you come all the way up until today, and it's it's just continued. It's been one bad decision after another, after another, in terms of the way they've approached this entire thing. And so now you're at this situation where it's, you know, a few days before, uh, you got about a week or so before um, the regular season is supposed to start. And then you got your backup quarterback, doesn't even know the plays. I mean, and and, and look, I, I, 
it's telling. I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't want to make it a, a, a larger. It's not. It's not something that doesn't happen, right? Like you've seen a bunch of movement, right? You've seen quarterbacks yeah. get picked up by one team, so they they're stepping into a new place where they don't know they don't know the playbook, don't know the verbiage, this out of the other, whatever, right? But they get but the one. fact of the matter is the guy was there. He was in the building, right? He was your starter last season, and 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 he doesn't have access, right? Like there were certain amenities inside the building that he had access to, and everything else was cut off. Do no, not me, read our magazines, young man. No player under contract is void of a playbook. If you don't have a playbook, like I said, you there is nothing more telling to me. Even even guys, even cap legs get playbooks. Like, like I said, I was just up in there sitting in the meetings, and guys that I knew, like, like guys day one that they knew were not going to be on the squad. Guys, after the first week of practice that they knew were not going to be on the squad, guess what? When they downloaded the new information, everybody gets it because that's just the way you run business. So if you're if a guy is not getting the information, you truly they were right. Kyle is not lying. I don't know if he should have said it, but he truly did not want Jimmy in the building. And you can't say. Well, I didn't expect him to be in the building. That doesn't play. Why would you not expect him to be in the building when he's on the contract? It's okay. He's showing up every day. He's rehabbing to get better. So you can't say, I don't expect him to be here. He's under contract. Jimmy can't go anywhere. He can't play for anyone else. You own the rights to him playing, which means if you're telling me you didn't expect him to be here, you planned on getting rid of him. And when you say you didn't give him a playbook, well, I, I think what I think what it is is what you said. You said this way back in the spring. I want to say when and, and and when when I thought it was they were well past time to be able to deal him. And you said something to the extent of they're waiting, they're waiting on the quarterback to go down and get hurt, and that didn't happen. Yeah, they were waiting up until that last preseason game. And nobody around the league went down. And so they were, it was wishful thinking on the part of Kyle and John. It didn't happen. And so now well, they're looking at each other. Well, they played it wrong. And oh, I, and absolutely. Well, John Lynch said that, at, and I believe John Lynch, when he said at combine time in February, there were guys that he was having conversations with guys that were interested in Jimmy. I know that. I had conversations with guys on not just Seattle's coaching staff. Everyone's assumed when I, when I say this, but uh, on on several other coaching staffs that view Jimmy that view Jimmy as a starting quarterback in this league and a winner in this league and know that they could significantly raise the level of play in their room like he has value in that room and that they can win football games with him and that he can run an offense from them. There were guys that know that, but they also knew. Look, remember these. There are smart guys on other teams too. It's like why? Why would I pay today's price when I can get him at a bargain? You can't keep him. You've already told me. You've already told him. You've told your team. You've told your fan base. You've told ownership that he's gone. I'm just gonna wait. I don't have to pay your price, at and all. that's what happened. That's what happened because what I say all the time, you don't get paid what you're worth. You get paid what you negotiate. And they put themselves in a horrible negotiating position. So everyone was like, okay, I'll wait. So 
and and they I think they they well we talked about this before they said too much too soon there was no reason to say anything there is no reason to talk about any moves you're going to make until after they're done because you don't have to explain it to Eric Davis you don't have to you don't have to explain it to Haylock you don't have to explain it to fan bases I saw someone someone tweeted me something last week and they were talking about does the fan um, like do the 49ers front office think that uh, we don't know what's going on? Do they think we're all stupid? Do they think we don't know anything about football? Yes. <laughs> I didn't respond to him, but I said, yes, they don't think, you know, anything about football. <laughs> As a matter of fact, yes. As a matter of fact, <laughs> they, they are, they are completely, completely comfortable with the idea that you don't know anything about the business of football. So they don't care what you think and what you see and how you feel. They make their own moves. So, but I think this time they said too much to the public and it got them in a bad position because say what you want to say. And I saw somebody was like, Jimmy's only making six and a half million dollars and blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff. And I'm just like, and they were like, that's a lot of money. He's the highest paid backup. And I was like, guys, they're bums on teams making more than $65, million, number one. And I was like, and on top of that, Jimmy's actually making $13 million because they already gave him seven. They already gave him seven, yeah. Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to make $13 million this season. Um, And it's a win for Jimmy because Jimmy was like, cut me. But you, you had already told me. You are going to trade me. I only I got a no trade clause, so I only get to go where I want to go. Also telling, he didn't get rid of that, which shows the leverage that Jimmy had because they were in a bad position. So, so yes, they could have cut Jimmy. Yeah, you can cut Jimmy. Jimmy gets to decide where he wants to go. So now you decide we're going to work out a deal. Okay, we can work out a deal. Which for the 49ers puts him in a they, it puts the 49ers actually in a better trade position because of Lower not number. having a big number. Yeah. It puts him in a better position to trade him um moving forward. But he, knowing that, also said, I'm keeping this trade clause. Yeah. It, it's all about the power of negotiating and where you are. And Jimmy was still in a stronger position than they were because they put themselves in a horrible position with Jimmy by, by telling him you were going to trade him right after the game by going through all of this, this off season, it, putting him in position to where he could have the surgery to kill your trades by not giving him a playbook, letting him know that you truly intend to get me up out of here. Okay. I'll stay and I'll hold a clipboard for $13 million. And all of you people who say you wouldn't, you're lying. There's not a single one of you that would take a back seat at your job right now for that kind of money. You'd be like, I don't care. They can all take the credit. I'm going to take this money because I also know that my skill set is at a level to where I'm going to get to play. This contract is going to end. And I will still get to play. I get to rehab my body. I get to continue to physically get better. I may even play here if this guy has um, something happens to him. But if not, I'll go somewhere else and I'll play. Because at the end of the day, my record is my record. And all I've done while on the field is win. Say what you want to say, people. 
<laughs> All the dude does is win. You can blame it on everybody else around him. You can say it's the team that carried him. It's the coach that carried him. All I know, that same team and coach couldn't carry those other guys that played quarterback here. So. Yeah, the, the great Al Michaels um, during the preseason game, Kirk Herbstreit just befuddled. Like, why do they want to get rid of this guy? And, and Al Michaels basically just summed it up saying familiarity breeds contempt. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, you, you talk about the whole Jimmy situation in terms of him having that leverage, right? And, and, and that no trade clause is in there. So now he gets to dictate essentially where he goes, if he goes anywhere. Um, but what is it? He said he didn't want to handle things that way. And that way being, you know, forcing his hand, forcing the team to release him. Um, what it, What is it? about James Richard Garoppolo that that you feel he this is a better situation for him is it is it the market is the same market that that the 49ers figured they couldn't move him to or like like why why would the guy want to stay considering everything that had and how all this stuff is unfolded because he had to he had a decision to make you know he had a choice essentially okay. um well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because he could have he could have easily said, um, I'm going to sit it out. But I th- I just think it's a smart business decision, just like having a surgery. He had a surgery. I, I think Jimmy is smarter than people are giving him credit for. So you can say so Jimmy's a businessman. Jimmy's a businessman. Jimmy's a player, but he's a businessman. And I'm just saying it was good business. OK, so what? Number one. You guys have told me, you told me right after the end of the season, you were going to release me. Hmm. Let me have this surgery because you're not going to release me injured like that. You're not going to do that. And you're not going to trade me. You're not going to do anything. So if you keep me on the roster for a certain amount of time, I'm going to have this surgery. I've talked to my doctors. Mm, it's going to take me how long before I can pass the physical? 16 weeks. Before another team. And then that's going to go beyond the time where you're going to have to guarantee some more money. Boom, let me do that. Smart business decision. Forget what you say, what you want to say about the team and all this stuff. Guys, teams aren't obligated to players. So I have no problem with a player not being obligated and, and handling his business when it comes to the team. Because it doesn't matter how much money you are under contract for, just like we saw with Jimmy. Jimmy was supposed to make 25, 27 million, something like that. Guess what? They decided they didn't want to pay him that. So they changed the deal. Jimmy can't walk into there and just say, well, you know what? Guess what? I, I, I'm supposed to make 25. I want 50. Doesn't work that way. You're obligated to that contract, but the team is not obligated to play, to pay it. So now, Jimmy, number one, smart business, because you made a mistake by publicly saying this is going to happen. So I'm going to talk to my people. What's best for me? It's best for me to have this surgery. I need to have it anyway. I could wait. I could try to rehab without it. but if I have the surgery, I'm guaranteeing myself a certain amount of money. Boom. Let me do that. Okay. That's number one. Number two. Okay. You're coming in and you've decided, so you can't trade me. So now you need to do something. You don't want to cut me. Okay. So let's look at it. So now I can think about these things. If you cut me, I'm looking at the rosters and what's out there. What am I going to make as a backup? What are backups around the league banking? Okay. Because I'm not going to come in. We've gotten beyond that point to where I'm going to come in and be someone's immediate starter. Even with that being said, 
I know business wise, you're going to sign me as a backup. So I'm going to have to play for backup money this year with that. So even if, and I know how it's going to work, you're going to tell me right now, if whatever team that needs me and, 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 and they are after me, they're going to say, Hey, we've already gone through camp. We have our guys. This is how it's going to be. This is what we're going to do. So you're going to sign me for backup money. The Niners decided to pay you more money than any other backup in the league. Leverage. Now, with that being said, hold up. I will take that, but we're going to tear up my deal. Everything except for the no trade clause. I still get to decide what you do, how you do it, where I go. So I keep the leverage of being able to go where I want to go. I was going to make backup money anyway because of the time frame in which I would be released. I'm going to make more money here than anywhere else. I'm going to have the same opportunity as a backup to get on the field here as I will somewhere else. And at the end of the day, I'm going to make more money here than I would have made almost all of the money that I would have made anyway. And I'm still free next year. Win for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't care what and, anyone says. Absolutely. absolutely. How they say win for Jimmy. How they do it. That's a win for Jimmy. And I I believe he negotiated that that no trade. I think I think the no trade that he had had expired. I want to say he negotiated that back into this restructured deal. What I could be wrong about that. One I, out. I could be wrong about that. But either way, he's got it so he gets to call his own shot. Right. You know what you haven't said in a long time because I've been talking. You have not told the people that this is the Believe in 49ers podcast. There you go. There you go. On Believe. You hadn't said that in a while. So that, I'm going to that, that's just, that's, that's, keep going. that's having a great teammate. That's yeah, you, a great you, teammate. Dude, 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 we all we got. CMB. Come on, Come on now. CMB. So that said, and, and this is 49, the faithful going crazy, right? You got, and, and, and look, let's just call a spade a spade. Jimmy is polarizing. Yes, he is. You got one half pro Jimmy. You got the other half. Never want to see him in the colors ever again, right? He's he's holding the franchise back. I don't quote know. Unquote, quote, unquote, right? And so with this news of him restructuring the deal and them shaking up the quarterback room, so to speak, stuff fell out. You keep Purdy, you bring Jimmy in, give him a playbook, give him access to other stuff he didn't have access to inside the building. There are some who think this is an indictment on Trey, right? This is bad news for Trey because 10 is still there. And so you talked about a little bit earlier, ED, and this is something that I mentioned um, way back in, in, in the springtime, you know, what if, right? Because you you certainly expect Trey to have uh, some growing pains. First year as a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? Uh, what if? What if he slow out the gate? What if this? What if that? Teammates inside that locker room already know what Ten can do. Uh, but what? What if that actually is the case? What if it actually is an indictment on Trey? What if you talked about Jimmy being a, a good businessman, right? What if Jimmy knows something too? He's like, you know what? You guys are trying to get rid of me, but I'm gonna have this surgery. I'm gonna be here as a backup. Cause sooner or later, you're gonna look to you're gonna look my way and you're gonna need me to save your season. What what if all of this was somewhat calculated uh, uh by Jimmy G? And in fact, what we're seeing take place here, 
really is a true indictment on on Trey Lance. You're on mute. My bad. Thank you. I, 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 I'm going to tell you this. I also said this on Mad Dog Radio. I said it on Fox Sports. They asked me something similar to that, and I told them, and I, I said, this is the thing that I'm going to say. And it was before I told them, I said, guys, I think that this was before they kept him. And I said, I think they're going to keep him. Um, and then afterwards, you know, it was one of I can't remember which one. I said, I, I said it before. I thought they were going to keep him. And I said, I'll tell you why. They're going to be a really hard out with Jimmy on the team. So as far as it being an indictment on Trey, I wouldn't go that far because we've already, we've already heard from the lips of the coach. I didn't want him here. You can go through all the coach speak and however you want, but the coach already said, I didn't want him here. So it's Trey's job. Trey is a quarterback. So everyone's like, well, what if he's struggling? They come out and they're one and three and he's looking at him and we know how he feels. Linda Cohn was asking me about that. Like, you know how he feels about Jimmy and all this stuff. And I said, Linda, he can't play. It doesn't matter. He, he can't play. He's already decided. He's told ownership. He's told Trey. He's told Jimmy. You're not my guy. Trey is. He has to play Trey. Now, fortunately for Trey, he'll have Jimmy to lean, lean on, and I think Jimmy will actually help him. So does Jimmy feel that, yeah, I can step into this huddle? I can win with these guys? I know everybody in that room. I know how they're going to respond to me if I have to do it so I know I can be successful. Jimmy feels that. He knows that. So I think that's that is a part of him saying this makes sense. Number that's part of it. Number two, you're going to pay me more than anybody else is going to pay me right now. I'm a businessman. I'm trying to make as much money as I can, just like everyone else. That's a part of it. But it it doesn't necessarily mean that he's looking at Trey as if he can't do it. I don't think that's the case. I don't think I don't think he's looking at it like I'm staying here because I think it's more financial than anything else you're not going to get that money back you're not going to get it back it doesn't matter if you go off and you get the hundred million dollar contract like russell wilson just did you still lost what you lost this year so make as much as you possibly can and he made the best deal he could and and that's that's what i really see he i think jimmy has been in this business long enough and understands that look this is the position that I'm in right now for this season. There's nothing he can do about it. Jimmy wanted to play when he was behind Tom Brady. And I'm sure Jimmy felt like he can play. And I was asked as they were like, is Jimmy going to be happy on the bench? No, Jimmy wants to play. No, of course he wants to play. It's not a question of will Jimmy be happy on the bench? What everyone is, is just moving past. Will Jimmy be active useful, productive while on the bench? Will he still be engaged while on the bench? Will he still be focused at getting better and helping others get better while on the bench? The same way he was when he was the guy leading the huddle. That I think he will. I think Jimmy's a pro. I think he's a pro. And you know, I've told you this before on the pod, before the pod, after the pod, maybe even on the pod. 
Part of being a pro is teaching the next guy how to take your job. A true pro understands that because I can't control how long I'm on the field. Coaches decide that. Jimmy didn't do people. All the people that hate Jimmy out there, I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to look directly into the camera and say this to you. Jimmy didn't do anything to get off the field. Trey hasn't done a damn thing to get on the field. Trey hasn't done one thing to put himself in the starting position. It was given to him. He was given an opportunity. And the opportunity was taken away from Jimmy. That's how pro sports work. Period. That's how it works. Very so, interesting stuff. Uh, plenty of conspiracy theories out there. Um, another one, obviously, you know, Debo having some concerns because it wasn't going to be 10 throwing him the ball. Not sure if he had that chemistry with with uh, with Trey. Um, I've, I've heard a bunch of stuff. Um, but I'll I'll just say this before we get out of here. Um, going back to your point about what Kyle said about Jimmy and, and not wanting him here you know, kind of sifting through the coach speak. Kyle knows he can pretty much, he can go there with Jimmy in the media. Can't do that with Trey. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, That's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. He can, he can go there. Forward. Kyle knows he can go there with Jimmy in the media, right? He's, he's got this new, this new, crystal this new little diamond that he's working with has no idea how fragile it is um and if he if he can take that approach well we're going to get into that one the next the next part we'll get into more of that as we move forward it'll be we bears got, week we got it yeah we'll start talking about that and then how we think we're going to do it because i really don't think kyle is going to i think kyle knowing that he was going to move on from jimmy already has in his mind how he plans on playing these things. He has to let him grow. Kyle is not about to try and throw all of this on the shoulders of Trey. I don't think so. So all the fan base that thinks that they're about to see Patrick Mahomes and, and Herbert and Allen. And I, I, you're, I don't think you're going to see that. I don't think that's what Kyle is expecting to do uh, because he knows he can't do that. It's it, not that Trey. So, and don't take this as, I don't think that Trey has the talent or potential to do that. Kyle knows that he can't put that type of pressure because if he fails, Kyle fails. Mm -hmm. Can't put that on Trey's shoulders. So um, it's going to be, we'll get into how I think he's going to approach this season and we'll see how it plays out. Uh, it'll, it'll be, the season is here. The it's here. The season is here. It's here. We, we are about, this is the week before the week before, right? No, nah, it's just the week before. Next week, week will be the week of. Oh God, it's football. Next week will be bear. Next week will be Bears week. It'll be Bears football week next season. week. Season, I love it. Football season is. Well, we survived the off season. Good, great. <laughs> we did. I don't know if I would have if I hadn't gone to count. Good. <laughs> you know I don't know I if I would have had you not gone to camp. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my! <laughs> I saved you too. You didn't have to talk. <laughs> you, you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> no lies detected no lies detected there uh, as always we want to encourage you to continue to download subscribe rate review relocate wherever you find your podcast if there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service go ahead hit that like 
or follow button. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. So for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.